Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Finding My Voice. And I have some exciting stuff to tell you. Uh, it's going to be one of those spontaneous episodes, so probably not that long, but it's going to be more parts than usual. I'm going to talk about a transy thing and um, about uh, voice again, which I should do more often because it's called Finding My Voice, right? And then a little bit of a personal role-playing thing I'm excited about, and ho hopefully some of you will find it interesting, too. Well, here's the thing. Um, it's all related because I just got a new job, and I will no longer work weekends, and I will have a better salary, which means I can afford my hormones, and going to the dentist, which is a huge plus for me. I will also no longer work weekends. So... I have promised a friend of mine who goes to Vampire LARPs one weekend a month that I will sometime join when I feel like I can, and now I do. So, yeah, I am going to join the Vampire LARPs. LARP, of course, meaning live-action roleplay. Uh, I'll get into more of that, um, but I was going to talk to her about the character I will create, because I want to create a character that gets to interact with her. <laughs> you know, so we, 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 we caught up on that. And she called me, and I, well, because of some shenanigans, because I tried to call her digitally first, and then I accidentally hung up when she called me. A few seconds later, I called her back, and we were talking. But when I rejected her call accidentally, she got to voicemail, and I had forgotten that I had recorded a voicemail message long ago before I came out. So my dead name and dead voice was haunting my phone. So she said, um, you might want to change your answering machine message. And I'm like, oh gosh, oh no. <laughs> and she said, because, you know, I, I, I didn't know who was talking. That was weird. Who's this? And yeah, she's, she had a point. That was a really good thing she told me, because that's, uh, I wish someone else had told me, because I know for a fact other people have heard it, and no one said anything. That's really annoying. But yeah, after that call, I, uh, I dialed my voicemail thingy watsy and I heard my old voicemail message and I was amazed like I thought it was going to be a horrible thing to hear and it was in a way but I had such a weird experience because uh I I often feel a little worried that well, my voice dysphoria isn't over and done with I know I've come a long way but I Sometimes it's it's worse than other times, and I sometimes feel like I'm not making progress. But when I heard my old voice speak, I really had the feeling that, oh my gosh, this I have no idea who this person is. I sound nothing like that anymore. Even even when I relax and not make an effort, I sound nothing like that person. And I, like I heard. I heard the voice and no, there's nothing like, like there was no, I didn't get dysphoria from hearing it because it was just so far away from who I am now. And that was a big boost, a big boost. And I know that I, I've been slacking a bit in my voice work. I'm in an okay place, but um, I need a little more. Uh, and this kind of confidence boost made me more conscious of it, even though it was a boost. So thank you, Frida, for for reigniting my voice work flame. Uh, I will do some of that now and give some extra advice that I don't think I have. First of all, I remember uh, advice I gave. This is for trans femmes, obviously, who need to feminize their voice. 
or anyone like if if you if if you have a masculine sounding voice and you just want to play female characters role playing games, feel free to try this too. But I'm gonna re- revisit this old jam. Um, don't be afraid to sound silly while you're training your voice, because um, you want to push your voice. Not not don't push hard. Don't strain yourself, but try and project your voice forwards and upwards, and try to speak squeaky like Mickey Mouse, but not too much like Mickey Mouse. Not so much that you'll be sued. Ha ha ha. Anyway, so so I'm gonna go up and la 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 la. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky like this. It sounds really silly. You obviously can't go around talking like this, but just do it for a while alone. Close the door, close the windows, make sure no one can hear you if you feel embarrassed. And then you start relaxing and start like just going back to your normal voice. Just keep projecting forwards and upwards, and then you are here. Now, here, oh wow, yeah, I'm liking the sound of this already. When I do this, I I think I'm close to where I want to be. I just, if I need to remind myself to do it, otherwise I just link back to back here. Here, like, it's not too bad, but when I hear myself in a recording and sound like this, eh, eh, but when I'm here, yeah, I like it. So I kind of like people talk to me, remind me to find this place, because the more I do it consciously, the more I end up doing it automatically, and it's just so good. It's so great. I, I I love my voice when I'm talking like this. And I think one day I might even be able to sing again without feeling queasy. Uh, but that's another thing. When you're voice training, don't be afraid to sound silly. It's fine. No one can hear you. <laughs> um, so yes, I can sing poorly. I used to be able to sing well when when I wasn't, you know, uh, when I wasn't out. Because that dysphoria wasn't hitting me so bad. But yeah... Now it's hard to sing because I have to limit my range so much. But after a lot of voice training, and if I keep... See, I, I went back a bit. Now I'm back. Now I'm in a good range again. Most people who voice train a lot will find that they get their singing voice back, but in a better range. After a lot of voice training, that's what I'm hoping for. But while it's being trained, I can sing in my car. <laughs> And I can sing poorly. As long as I stay in the right range, I am working it out. I'm working the muscles and I am practicing and it'll get better. I just keep doing it. And this morning when I drove to work, I was stuck in a traffic jam for a while, which is fine because it gave me more time to speak like a squeaky toy and sing like a squeaky toy. And that was really good for me. And I'm so happy because I did it all morning. (laughs) And... Yeah, my voice feels good here. I'm just going to ramble all nonsense. I'm sorry. I'm going to move on. <laughs> so yeah, squeaky voice, squeaky singing voice. I think I don't think I've given the singing advice, but singing is good. Even if you don't think you sing well, because if you just try and sing at a much higher tone than you usually do, it's just a good, good workout for your voice if you want to feminize your voice. So yeah. All right, back to back to my vampire LARPing. Um, so I created a new character. I wanted her to be tragic. Frida. I said I wanted a um, a fresh and new vampire because I like the idea of a new vampire learning how to be a vampire. That's a very interesting part of a vampire's existence. So Frida scouted and uh, checked if there were any players at the at the LARP that wanted to have a child. It's called a child when a vampire makes a new vampire and has to raise it. 
So she has two people, and the first person to respond is a Nosferatu, and Frida plays a Nosferatu too, so we're going to be, you know, clan siblings, uh, which is great, because it's going to be fun to play with her again. Uh, she's an anarch, and um, the character that was that that volunteered to be my... The player that volunteered to be my sire, Cyrus, you know, a, a, your maker if you're a vampire, uh, is a bit of a psycho. He's Camarilla, you know, the... The main, the big vampire society. And he's a psycho. He's uh, a, a, a sadist. And he has tortured Bella, who is Frida's character, just for being an anarch. And she was like, he's a monster. And I was like, that's perfect, because I want to be emotional. I want to cry. And she's like, yep, you're going to cry. <laughs> you're going to cry, all right? And I contacted the player of, um, of this... Uh, monster and he was excited <laughs> like well sure if you want a terrible sire that's the worst in every way sure and it's like yep that's exactly what i want so i made a very like we made a reason why he would might want me as a child and uh i'm gonna play someone who's um a researcher and an analyst you know a data like a market researcher and someone who knows people and someone who's like very um uh, emotional, but like someone who connects with people a lot, uh, because that means he, I can gather information, and I'll be able to uh, record the data and analyze it, which is something vampires want, especially Nosferatu. And with vampires living for so long, uh, most of them have no idea how the internet works, so they need to recruit some new ones, and I was a perfect target. And this psychopath character thought, my, that my emotional and social nature and the fact that my self-esteem was so low meant that he could control me. He wants complete obedience. So it's going to be a terrible, terrible existence. It's going to be wonderful to play, very tragic. Um, he ripped me from my life. Uh, Christmas Eve 2022, uh, after I walked home from celebrating Christmas with my family, he was at home waiting for me, hiding behind the Christmas tree, and sprayed my face with a kind of poison that's absorbed through the skin and made me pass out. And I woke up in a dirty bathtub, no longer human. I'm not doing this in character because the character's not completely designed yet, but I still use uh, the first person because that's just how I do things. So, yes, from out of nowhere, my character, I lost my family, he made it clear that if I contact any of them again, he would have to kill them. And I lost my parents, Nosferatu, always look like monsters. And I'm in a toxic relationship with an abusive father figure that I can't get out of. And I also put a past of a toxic romance, a toxic relationship that I was in for eight years. My sister and friends had an intervention and I got out of it. And I was traumatized, couldn't really have a relationship for five years. I was trying to get better, but then turned into a vampire and I'm back in a toxic relationship that I literally can't get out of. The magical bond between a sire and a child in the vampire world is strong. Bella sees this. She will see this. We haven't started playing yet, but she will feel sorry for me and try to bond with me. But her being an anarch... And my sire hating the Anarchs will make it interesting and really scary. 
and I will be crying a lot. And uh, if you know me at all, you know I will love every second of it. So yes, um, I have I didn't explain this character in as much detail as I usually do. I will eventually. Uh, but we just literally just created the character and I'm going to explore her a little more before I'm going to... I might read. Yes, I will. In a future episode, right before or right after I start playing her, I will write a journal entry or something like that and read it to you in character. And yeah, I might start... No, sorry, not might. I will start crying. And if you're still here, if you've listened to all my episodes and made it this far, some part of you must enjoy the sound of me crying, because that's what I do. So, okay, what uh, so, to sum it up, I have come along, have come a long way with my voice, and I think this is the episode where I kept it for the longest. I know I sank back a few times, but I'm in a good place right now. Thanks to Frida discovering my voicemail, I now feel better about my voice than I have in a long time. And I'm going to work it more and get even better. I'm going to sing it more and maybe one day sing again, because I've lost that big part of my life. I used to love singing, but I'm reclaiming it. I will get there again someday. And once, someday, I'm going to sing and I'm going to love it once again. That's my goal now. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to stall because I, I, <laughs> this is going to be a very short episode. But you know what? That's fine. I just got a new job and a lot of things are going on in my life. So that the fact that this episode is a little late, I'm going to I'm gonna say fair enough. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed it, though. I hope you liked the idea that I'm going to LARP a bit. So if you don't know much about LARP, it's going to be fun to report um, the 27th of May, I will have the session if nothing goes terribly wrong, and I'll report how it was. Because I know um, not, a lot more people play uh, uh, tabletops than LARP, so a lot of people haven't dared LARP or something like that. I've, I LARP before in the distant past, but I'm going to start doing it again, and I will talk to you about it. And if you're interested at all, feel free to listen, <laughs> feel free to listen and ask me questions or whatever. And now I'm going to go to bed because uh, my new boss is taking me out for lunch and dinner tomorrow. I found a great place <laughs> to work. <laughs> so, good times ahead. Thank you for listening. I love you. And good night. <laughs>